0: Overworked, burned out, stressed, or just not satisfied with your current situation? As healthcare professionals, our number one job is to help the health and well being of others. But how's our health and well being? How about this time freedom, financial freedom, a virtual clinic? On each episode of Healthcare Mavericks, we'll talk about what it means to practice on your own terms. If you want time and financial freedom, know how to create a virtual clinic, remove the blocks that are holding you back, you're in the right place. We are only one good idea from massive success. Let us help you find that one good idea. Hello Healthcare Mavericks, this is Dr. Clifton Brady and today I hope you'll indulge me a little bit. Um, this week my dad would have been 71 years old and uh, I just wanna talk about the lessons that I've learned from my dad. So. He would have been, so 71 years old, so he passed away in uh, 2013, so he was turning 60. And I remember talking to him a, a couple months before, maybe a month before, didn't know he was going to die uh, soon, and I just thought, Dad, what, isn't 60 awesome? And my thought process at the time was, okay, so you've got more wisdom, at least I believed he did then, when I was a teenager, I didn't think I had any wisdom but he did now Um, he's had a lot of experience life experiences to you know to help him and help others Um, you know he had some financial challenges at the time but he he was handling it pretty well and he had a little bit more time freedom as he was working through things um, grandkids and uh, just life in general was pretty good for him even with his challenges and I thought about other 60 year olds that maybe didn't have financial problems um, and things like that, but with the grandkids wisdom. And, and I'm thinking, wow, when I'm 60, that's going to be a whole new rebirth for me. Um, I had made that decision. Now I'm, I'm not even close to that yet, which is fine, but um, that's what I'm working towards so that I can have uh, that life that I saw that I thought he could have. And, um, anyway, so that, that was one of the thoughts I had for you as you are considering whatever age, if you're 60 or 70, or you're still in your thirties, um, what is it going to look like five, 10, 15 years from now? And what do you want to be doing instead of what are you doing? Because you think you have to. So here's some of the lessons I learned, um, go through these and, uh, thank you for indulging me as I share with you, uh, some memories of my dad. So first one is. What is mine is yours and what is yours is yours. So literally, if I walked up to him and go, oh, dad, I like your shoes. He would, he would, if he was at his house, he would kick them off, push them over and they were mine. And then at some point that night, he'd go get some other shoes or just stay in his socks. So I had to be careful what I complimented um, him with his clothes. It wasn't every time, but it happened a lot where it it was, you know, material things were not important to him. He worked really hard and made some good money throughout his life but uh, and I'll talk about that here in a a minute about how he was able to do that Um, another lesson I learned but uh, but stuff wasn't important I remember accidentally scratching one of his his cars a really nice car with my bike handle because it was exposed that metal on the on the side of my bike and uh, he didn't get mad he didn't get angry Um, my sister reminded me today that she had backed up into into that same car really nice car and it didn't uh, it did face him he didn't get mad. He didn't get super angry. Uh, I remember getting in trouble two times. Yeah. I'm one of those o- obedient kids where I just didn't step out of the line at all. And one of them was because I was disrespecting somebody else. Um, I didn't, um, I, I, I was driving out of the, the cul-de-sac too quickly and, uh, he chased me down and he was pretty upset about it because I might've endangered somebody else. So he was very respectful that way. Um, I kind of skipped to the end because that's one of the ones I talk about later. But uh, uh, that's that's who he was. So uh, freedom, true freedom is ability to create. So I was talking about his businesses. He did make pretty good money in the home building industry. Um, He uh, made some mistakes, but he never did anything on purpose to hurt anybody. And if he owed people, he was he would pay it back. And um, I remember him saying, he said, Clifton, if I lose everything and in a way he kind of did twice. He says, the, the good thing about that is I can create it all over again and I have true freedom. Now there's other people out there that are, don't have true freedom. They're at the whim or at the mercy of whether the company still is alive and, and thriving. They, they, they say they have free or, um, job security, but do we really have job security? Not really. If you can't, if you can't create what you currently have, then do we have security? And so that's what I'm trying to teach, uh, my, you know, healthcare Mavericks, uh, teaching you and and sharing with you some of the things I've learned that if you create something that can't be taken from you, then you have true freedom and you don't have to show up to work every single day to, to make that money. Another one that I really enjoyed was faith, courage, and enthusiasm. He would say that constantly. He got it from someone else, another author, but I, I knew it from him first. And so I, I give him the credit, but Having faith, faith in God, courage to do the things that you don't want to do, and enthusiasm to do the things you don't want to do and have a smile while you're doing it. So that was that was another one. Service, constantly looking for opportunities to serve other people. We would have 4th of July uh, morning breakfast right by, one of my uncles had a home right by one of the parade routes. And so he'd show up there early and he would have tons of ketchup and tons of, Uh, eggs and tons of hash browns and and he just bought everything and we just unloaded the car and started feeding as many people as wanted to eat Um, never asking for other people to have you know to pitch in for the money or anything he just was always looking for opportunity to serve looking out for the little guy he was constantly looking out for people in need whether we needed to go over and do some service without money or any other you know any other resources just our time and other times it was money. Um, I remember I have some awesome cousins whose uh, dad unfortunately made some mistakes and um, they were in, in trouble. Um, and I don't know the details. Even to today, I don't know the details, but I just remember him giving them, um, I think it was roller skates or roller blades or something like that. And just making sure they had a Christmas, something to open, food, a shelter. Um, that was him. That was totally him, and he was constantly doing that for lots and lots of people, and And those cousins are, are really good friends uh, even to today, and I just love them, and, and I know that they have a big part in their heart for, for my dad. Constant, he was always making jokes, so if something was getting a little bit too serious, he would say something. He had amazing timing. He wasn't a comedian, but he just had that wit that it made you laugh, made you smile, and had some humor, and I was grateful super grateful for that connections, constantly connecting people. He always had a guy that he could refer. And I I can remember to this day, I would just be sitting there and all of a sudden I have this phone in my face. I'm like, uh, hello. And I'd be talking to them like, who, who are you? I don't even know the context of the call. I don't know why he put the phone in my face, but he would. And, uh, it was someone who knew somebody who I needed to know and connect with. So he, he was constantly just surprising me with a phone just smacked right in my face. And I'm all of a sudden talking to someone in, in, in not any, you know, different states or different cities or just whatever. Um, you always you always felt like you were the most important person. My, my sister also reminded me of this, that she would call him in the middle of the day and he would never make her feel bad about her calling him. And then when she ended up working with him later on, he real, she realized, oh, my gosh, my dad is in charge of this huge company with all these people and 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 deadlines and and projects and you know all the stuff that he had to be doing and she felt really bad that she'd been calling him just whenever and he never made him made her feel like uh it was a bother or he, she was you know getting in his way or anything like that if he was talking to you you felt like you were the most important person and uh, I love that being 100% responsible. I, I always felt that about him. He would, he personally was 100% responsible. I, and there might be some other stories that I don't know of. And if you know of someone because of your family and you're listening, please don't tell me <laughs> because I don't remember any. I don't remember seeing any. Uh, he just, he took personal responsibility for his own life and then responsibility for other people as well. I remember he came home. And he told, so he left, and the last thing he said when he left home for a date with my mom was, uh, please take out the trash. I'm like, okay, dad, for sure. And and as he left, closed the garage, I got distracted, moved on, and I didn't do it that night. He came home, and before he opened the garage, he says, if Clifton took out the trash, I will give him a $100 bill. Because he knew I would forget, I guess, and that I wasn't responsible for enough in that part of my life. And sure enough, the trash wasn't moved. And he told me the story. and I never forgot that. And of course I never forgot to take out the trash. You know, ne- I never got the hundred dollar bill, but, um, I I'm grateful that he would teach that lesson to me. And then I already talked about respect that he, uh, that he showed great respect for, for people around him. So anyways, um, ah, boy, started getting a little bit emotional thinking about him, but, uh, you know, happy birthday, dad, 71 years old. I know that you lived a good, rich, full life. you blessed a lot of people and I'm grateful um, for your life and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to continue your legacy of service, of having faith, courage, and enthusiasm and improving people's other people's lives as best I can. So anyways, again, thank you for indulging me to share a little bit about my dad on this anniversary of his life and celebration of, of what he meant to me and so many people around him. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully you'll find an opportunity to uh, say hello. Do you, you, know, call up your mom or your dad or your grandma or grandpa if they're still alive or, or someone that needs uh, a little bit of uplifting and, um, and in memory of, of your, your family and your ancestors that you'll continue building those relationships and making them stronger and stronger. All right. Thank you so much. And bye for now.